Welcome to Phone Messages, episode 102. I'll figure something out. My name is Paul Mason Foch. This week, I play the second message from Anjali Grant. Her first message was way back in episode 45. This time, I am fortunate to have an interview with Anjali, which we will hear after the message plays. The message comes from the summer of 1989 and is 45 seconds long. Here we go. Hi, this is Anjali. It's um, 12.20 on Monday, 12.20 in in the evening. Um, I don't know whether you're picking me up or not. Like, I don't know. This is really disorganized, and CK said she asked you to pick me up, but I don't know if you are going to or not. So, um, since I have no other way to get home, I guess I'll wait here for a little bit. I guess I'll, I'll wait till, say, 1, and then if you're not here, um, I'll just take a cab. You know, if you're not here by 1, I'll take a cab, and um, I don't know how, I don't know, I'll figure something out. Okay, bye. Whoa, I must have been in a bar? Or a party, probably somewhere downtown, because if it was in Hyde Park, I would have just walked home. So maybe we were at a show or something, or out at a club. When I first heard it, I thought you maybe were at a train station or an airport or a bus station. Oh, really? I think that summer, I must have been in Hyde Park. I think I would have been living on 55th above a Thai restaurant it was a disgusting apartment there were um, water bugs in there because it was you know right above a working restaurant I was living with Shelly and Julia and we were saving a room for Sarah Koenig she was coming back from her year abroad and probably would have gone back east for some of August, which I usually do to see my family. Maybe you step back a little bit further. When did you start at the University of Chicago? I started in 1986, and I finished up in 1990. So this would have been between your junior and senior year. I was an art major, so I might have just been trying to get work done that summer. When did you get when do you get a studio? I believe I got a studio in my junior year because there were very few art majors and there were very few art grad students. The facilities at that time were not like they are now. Now they have this huge fancy building. At that time it was this ramshackle old building that was across the midway. And you could just kind of find a space and they would give it to you and they'd give you a key to the building and you could claim it. So I know one of the graduate students at least was living in her studio. It was a different time. No one cared. She didn't have any money. I mean, the worst thing would be probably whatever fumes there were from the painting materials. There was no exhaust for chemicals or anything like that. 
if you wanted a safe painting environment, you just had to open the windows. So, you know, you would just have your mineral spirits out and your paints and you really wouldn't worry about it. I mean, I think at that time, it, it really wasn't on people's radar. They might have been somewhat aware, but there was a little bit of a bravado. Like, if you want to be an artist, you, you know, you might have to sacrifice. I only learned about it when I started reading about materials. And then you're like, oh, <laughs> this stuff is really bad for you. And it can accumulate over time. So it might be fine to do it for a year in a studio, but if, you, if you're if you working as an artist for 20 years, it's going to really do damage. Describe your studio a little bit. Tall ceilings, crappy carpet on the floor, but, you know, beautiful old wooden bay window. The room was about 12 by 18. So I had an easel. I had probably a crappy table with all my paints out. I think I might have had a pinup board where I would like put photos and sketches and things. And I had sketchbooks that I would keep and they were they got pretty messy. You'd be painting and you'd have your paints out and you'd get paint on all on everything. I remember I had an instructor, Olivia, I can't remember her last name, but she was a muralist and she came for a crit and she had on a fancy outfit. It was like matching top and slacks. And she sat down on a chair. Oh, yeah, I had, like, random old office chairs that were just lying around. I didn't buy any of that stuff. It was just there. You know, the detritus of studios past. And she sat down on the chair, and it had paint on it because I was an art student. Like, I wasn't particularly neat. And she got paint on her outfit, and she sort of jumped up and screamed and got really mad and kind of rushed off to fix it or to wash it or whatever. And then later, some of the other instructors kind of made fun of her because they were like, you should know better. You're going into someone's art studio for a crit. Like, what did you expect? It wasn't funny at the time. I was mortified. How would you characterize what you were doing at that time? Well, you know, most of the stuff I did then I kind of hate now. But I was grappling with the idea of mind-body split, and I did these diptychs that were split horizontally, kind of at your waistline. And so they were like portraits of your head and upper body that were more about abstract space and planets. There was the lower body, which I remember one had floating apples so talking about Eve and earthiness and, you know, it's all kind of overblown conceptual art. <laughs> I really, I don't know if I could even look at it now. So let's go back. It doesn't sound like you would have traveled, but let's go to the other possibility of you're at a club or something. My question there is, why would I be not with you? Or Yeah, exactly. That doesn't make any sense. And also a cab. I mean, that was a huge expense. Like, can you imagine taking a cab when you're in school? We didn't take cabs. No one had any money. I didn't have any money. So I probably was pretty much freaking out because I probably didn't have quite enough money for a cab. Or if I did, it might have been like my last 10 bucks for the week. Well, so the interesting thing is you have no memory of this episode. None. So it must no. have it must have not ended tra tragically. Not end exactly. <laughs> yeah, you must have come pick me up. 
You would have had a horrible... I would, I would have remembered that time when Paul didn't come pick me up. I've never forgiven him. <laughs> yeah, no, you must have come. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for the ride. You are welcome, Anjali. That's what friends are for. And speaking of friends, you may have noticed that one of the roommates Anjali mentions having back in 1989 was Julia who is also a contributor to this podcast. Anjali also looks forward to a new roommate named Sarah Koenig, who you might recognize as the creator of Serial, which helped spark the podcast craze way back in 2014. As for the style-conscious muralist who stained her outfit in Anjali's studio... That was Olivia Goody, known for working with community members to design public art that embodies the diverse voices of a city like Chicago. In contrast, Goody's collaborative design with Anjali was unplanned. If you would like to collaborate in this podcast, please contact me through my website, pfoch.com. That's P-F-O-T-S-C-H dot com. Many thanks to Anjali for sharing her memories. And thank you for listening. Talk to you next week.